Watches on silent. Phones, watches oh, yeah. on silent. Extra loud, she said it too. <laughs> Welcome to the USW 1944 Strong as Steel podcast. I am one of your hosts, Monica Newton. I'm your other host, Ross Brown. Last host over here, Katrina McLeod. But certainly not least. <laughs> Thank you. The most of us, really. <laughs> yeah, well, you got enough personality for everybody. <laughs> Sharing is caring. <laughs> <laughs> so today we'll be talking with President Donna Hikiro, newly minted. Um, we will be talking about the election results and also some of the TELUS bargaining agreement things that are coming up this year at the end. Very important topic. Very nerve-wracking topic nerve-wracking topic <laughs> and uh i think it's important that we talk about it in the open because i feel like a lot of people have questions yes and there's not a lot of answers out there so i feel like having an open forum to discuss some q a's would be good i don't know i i, I would disagree with uh, the information not being there i feel like people just don't know where to get the information from yeah it's important to um keep open communication especially right now we want to have mm-hmm the best solidarity that we can going into bargaining. Mm -hmm. So try to, you know, just get more people even listening to to this, going to your union uh, meetings. There's different groups that you can get messages through. I know there's like some WhatsApp groups. There's some Slack. Well, it's a good point, actually, because we we just started a a new project. And the idea was, um, you know, at Puma, Puma network is mm-hmm. nationwide. So it's made up of union activists throughout the country. And so the idea is that when information flows in, uh, you know, flows from the union office, let's say, and it goes out into the uh, into the Puma network, those people tell other people, those people tell other people, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, networks within networks. Right. And so um, we're seeing right now is the union is developing the unit level communications now so there are a lot of whatsapp groups being created Mm -hmm. so in the next month and next couple of months you'll probably get a text message or a phone call or an email probably from someone you probably have never heard from Mm -hmm. because the hierarchy of our uni is actually you know you start off here um with the rank and file and then you have the stewards then the counselors then the unit executives not a lot of people like especially in the bigger units you might actually not know who your unit level executive is. Mm-hmm. And so um, there is effort being put in for those people to actually reach out. So if you get a strange text message from someone said, hey, I'm such and such. I actually have recently and it was super positive. And okay. so I and I think especially there's so many like younger people coming to the company, so many new hires and they really know all about the union involvement. Maybe they haven't been in a union before. Um, and so specifically for mm-hmm. these you're going to get this message or you're going to get a call ahead of time asking your permission. Do you want me to add you to this group so that you can stay informed and have updates and get reminders from the guys or girls about um, upcoming meetings or upcoming events that are important? And then just that option of saying yes or no and also the inclusiveness of it. I immediately was like, wow, thanks for thinking of me. Like It made me feel... (laughs) Like an valued member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you haven't received a message and you want to get more involved, what's the best way? USW1944.ca. You got it. Or you can reach out to any of us. 
it's always welcome and then we'll help you get involved on the strongest still instagram or put a comment in below yeah. I'm, I'm putting this because uh, we're going <laughs> to insert the link below. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have our, our tech people tech people take care tech of that. Tech people. Yes. You got that, Tyler? You can put in a, a link underneath. Make you it flash. It. Bubble letters. <laughs> <laughs> or our YouTube channel. Yep. Or our Facebook group. YouTube, Instagram, probably I, not Snapchat. Uh. <laughs> you, know, you know what I find, though? I find that over the years, you know, social media has progressed. Because I, I, I remember getting facebook when it first came out like back a year, number of years ago <laughs> not to date yourself 2003 <laughs> 2000 2006 i think oh, five I or six know. yeah i was a late bloomer after I, I graduated anyway so facebook comes out and i was like this is amazing look you can put pictures on the internet of yourself right mm -hmm. and but like over the years it's obviously changed and you can kind of guess what age people are by what social media they prefer to use yeah because if somebody says to you oh yeah get me on facebook you're like oh old person definitely old person. oh that's me Is yeah. it you? <laughs> i don't have any of the other ones you yeah. don't have instagram so you're not alone out there listeners <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh i'm more of a uh an instagram and uh tiktok kind of gal Oh, you're a TikTok girl? I am. Yeah. Oh, She's man. very hip. I'm, I'm, did, did, keep in did, mind, I know did, I look did, old did, and did. haggard, but I'm probably half your age. You're like a... Uh, no. Ow. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> you'd, be like a, you'd be like a five alarm chili. Okay. A five alarm chili? I don't know. What is it? Off the spice counter. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, but going back to the age comment, how old do you think I am? <laughs> 43. What? No, he's like 35. Ooh, I, I'm right in the middle. I'm 39 years old. Okay, so. gotcha. I think 30, 39. I forgot I'm 38, how old. but I'll be 39 in November. Okay. Oh, so that's 30. okay. I respect that. I forgot how old I was the other day. Okay. Somebody <laughs> asked me and I was like, I'm existing. <laughs> old enough to not remember my age yeah. sometimes. Right? You're almost twice as old as me. Okay. Almost. Well, how old are you? Twenty-three. Holy. <laughs> okay, she's definitely the uh, you know the Instagram TikTok of, I, of the I'm group. I'm an Instagram. She's gonna and keep TikTok us relevant <laughs> to all the young people. <laughs> <laughs> Holding our canes, coming into recording. <laughs> well, you at least have Instagram. I'll be out there like. The only reason I have Instagram, I can tell you right now, know. is Tyler made me get Instagram because nice. it says, listen, if we want to appeal to the younger generation <laughs> in this podcast, you have to get Instagram. I was like, fine, Hashtag. Tyler. Gotta do right? it. Gotta you're do it, you're right? a good influence, Tyler. You're a good egg. Good egg. Oh, thanks. Well, and actually I was going to say kind of coming into bargaining again for TELUS is, you know, how many jobs did that quarantine clause save? Right. Whoever thought that would have been used, right? Like somebody had the foresight to put that in in our previous collectives. Whoever thought that we would have need to be paid when we're isolating at home from having a life-threatening exactly. illness. Exactly. Long-term planning. Yeah. That's what it's got to be based on. You can't look at the five-year agreement and say, okay, what do I get in these five years? you got to think, yeah. we need to build off this five years for the 10-year plan, for the 15-year plan. Contingency. You exactly. need to have contingencies. So, hey, Kat, have you heard of LUDM? Yeah, I've been uh, hearing some chatter about it. Do you think you could tell me a little bit about that? Well, first off, it's an acronym. For? Leader, <laughs> Union, Delegate, 
member. I think. <laughs> you know what? We're so close. It's twice. Hey, for, you know, we do a couple of takes of this, but this is like the third take. And you still haven't gotten it right. <laughs> I'm really it, bad at acronyms. What's it, what, what's it stand for, Tyler? Local Union Delegated Meeting. Yeah. Tyler. Okay, well done. See, the eye in the sky knows everything. Thank you, Tyler. We need... So uh, the local union delegated meeting is uh, basically what happens is um, we have delegates from all over the country. They all get together and they get together to decide on how our union is run because this is a democratic organization. We vote for the people in power. We for, yeah, we vote for the table officers. Uh, Donna Hikira will be joining us uh, in a little while, and she is one of the people that we voted into power um, just as of last March, yeah, April. So, so she was voted in, um, and so what we do at the local level. So we're we're all members, and we make up the individuals of our unit. So you have the individual members, and then when you add all those people together, they form units. So, uh, you know, units, the smallest unit we have is 11. The biggest unit is like 1,000 and so, so many people, right? So there's a big units. Wow. And they, the units compromise all different companies as well. We don't actually just have um, TELUS in here. We also have Shaw. We also have Stratcom. There are other people who make up different units. And so um, each one of those units, depending on its size, gets to vote for somebody to go to this meeting to make decisions on their behalf. So it's like a con it's a convention. Everybody gets together. There's an agenda set, and they say, "Okay, you know, we also fill each other's um, union cups up and do a bit of rah rah rah." And that's our ludums. That's our ludums. <laughs> and it's actually happening. Uh, it was originally scheduled to happen early in the year, but of course, COVID. Mm. Um, we were investigating possibilities of doing this all online, but of course, when the vaccine started rolling out, there was uh, talk about well, you know, it would be good, especially in a bargaining year for us to actually get together in person because there's no substitute really i mean you do what you have to do for the circumstances but there is really no substitute for getting everybody in the same room and just just the conversations that happen and the yeah, rapport yeah. between people and maybe somebody says something that encourages somebody else to speak and then the right the feelings come out and the people feel supported and that they're not alone in these feelings mm. and and not alone in their aspirations towards certain goals, especially with the upcoming bargaining. Right. And that's, it's the camaraderie. The synergy. Mm -hmm. The synergy. But a lot like of work gets done, out, a lot of work gets done outside of the agenda. Like people getting together, having conversations, networking, um, and it really breaks down barriers. Like we've done a lot of efforts and done a lot of strides in our local to change the way we work to break down the barriers because as you know we, we were talking earlier about bargaining and how um the simplest trick in the book to work against us is divide and conquer the company divides us into appendixes then they divide us into teams and then they split us all up and then you all work from home you all uh, home dispatch or your work uh, you're on the work styles program i guess you could say it's almost like d unionizing ah you see what they're doing oh. nice well done well done and so you can see the problem that's why i mean we've done a lot of work of breaking down those barriers using social media or using for example our puma network and our slack app mm -hmm. right but there's still work mm -hmm. to be done and part of that is bringing people together 
you know, so that you can, you know, share a beer, or have a coffee with someone and talk about other things than not just humanize each other. Right. Mm -hmm. When we're in Zoom conferences, they're OK, but it's, you know, everybody has to take their turn slowly. You know, they, you know, not that you should interrupt each other, but, you know, you don't get to have that uh, social connection with people through a computer where you do if you get and that's kind of why they moved it to the end of the year so that there was the there'd be the hope and the chance that we could all meet together yeah. and it certainly looks the way bc is going that we will be able to do that so can um i just have a question about this like can anybody go anybody can run to be a delegate and um, that um that election was actually held in november last year so that mm -hmm. is actually over so the de the delegates were picked Mm -hmm. But um, we hold these meetings every three years. And so I would encourage you, if you want to be part of this process, if you want to take part in this, um, put yourself down. You know, um, talk to a steward. That's the first step always. Talk to the steward. See what's involved. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and then you talk to a counselor. Maybe you get involved. Attend a bit, few more meetings. Understand who it is. Because ultimately, the units are voting you as a delegate to represent them. Right? So... Let's say, uh, you know, something comes to the floor where we're going to talk about, uh, I don't know, uh, yellow sh yellow pencils instead of green pencils, right? It's a big issue. Yeah, it is. And Hot so, topic. Yeah. And so the yellow pencil group, right, typically the craft people use yellow pencils. We've but, always used yellow pencils. We'll always use yellow pencils. Uh, yeah, and the green pencil folks are crazy, right? Why would you use a green pencil? So... You see, <laughs> so what happens you. is <laughs> we're going to bring, uh, you know, something to the shop floor where our delegates get together and say, we want yellow pencils and we the green, green pencil folks. But it's a meeting of the minds yeah. and realizing it's all graphite, baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. And it's, and it's uh, you know, you get together, you debate the issue and somebody will stand up and say, listen, yellow or green doesn't matter, bad man. It's all about the graphite on the inside. Yeah. Well, and you know, I uh, I like the terms that we use when we when we're supposed to, you know, formally address each other as brothers and sisters. Right on. Right. Like it, it's siblings. It's it's a, it's a family, right? Like that's supposed to be the idea behind being a union is you are together, you know each other, mm -hmm. you're in each other's lives, and even if you have conflicts, you can sit down and talk about them and come to a, a resolution or right. a compromise. Right. And I think sometimes the thing about family. Or like close friends, things like that. It's like to be able to support each other properly. Sometimes there's something that matters like more to somebody else. Like I don't necessarily like chick flicks that much, but I know one of my best friends. It's important to her. She really loves going to the theater, and I will do that for her. I will eat that <laughs> what popcorn. What a good friend! Mm -hmm. And I will be there. Because she does because she so she's there for me for for my things like when I make her like go drive up a mountain in my jeep or something. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to do that. She's like ah. But if you're all in it together, the bottom line is like we're there for each other, and everybody's wants might be a little bit different, but you have to support each other for the big picture mm -hmm. to work. You got it, and that's how bargaining works. That's what L U D M, Ludum is. Ludum. <laughs> <laughs> Let them speak, right? What's, what's LUDM? <laughs> it means local union delegate meeting. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> the confidence was yes. beaming off you there. <laughs>
were you around for the last collective? I was. Okay, and you were just around. For I was it, pretty right? fresh. Yeah, I, I, we, yeah. Uh, I went and picked up signs, and we did a practice picket, and yeah. there was some fallout. And uh, just so you know, I'm going to be including those practice picket pictures in our stream. So uh, put it on Instagram from last time around. So if mm. you want to have a look at what it looked like last time around, check out our Instagram, like our page, uh, subscribe, click the bell, uh, do the heart thing. <laughs> What's TikToks? What's TikToks? Is like, it? I think it's like you're, you're the young generation one. Come on. uh, like, share, TikTok. comment, thumbs up, like, share, like, share comment, comment, subscribe. Yeah, there yeah, you go. run up the views, the whole Something thing. So bargaining is coming up at TELUS. Uh, it's approaching, fast approaching. It'll be uh, on us uh, by the end of the year. Um, and so uh, I wanted to know from you guys what you guys think that what our possible future here or uh, what we want to see in the future coming up is bargaining. Our ideal future. Yeah. What could be. But also, I mean, it's important to think about the present and the past. Yeah, what we had before and, and where we go from there, right? Because, um, you know, t for too long, I thought that we have been short-term thinkers, right? We we're only thinking about what's immediately in front of us. And we have to be thinking more long-term, right? Would this be a good opportunity to talk to Miss Donna Hikiro, president of the union? I think so. I think I would, so. I would like some of her input. I we should like have a giant her. phone. I'd love to just... Let's dial her in. The Donna Get phone? Input and wisdom. <laughs> it's a big red phone. You just pick it up. It always goes straight to her. There you go. We'll just be like, hey, Donna, what's the word? And then she'll tell us. Perfect. Speaking of. And joining us on the podcast today, we have Donna Hikiro, our local president. Hi, Hello, Donna. Donna. Hey. Hi, how you doing? Hi. Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, um, I'm Donna Hikiro. My pronouns are uh, she, her. And I'm coming to you from my home office in Edmonton. And Beautiful. Edmonton, oh, well, thank you. Edmonton <laughs> lies in Treaty 6 territory. It is the traditional gathering place, traveling route, and home to many Indigenous peoples, including the Cree, Blackfoot, Métis, Nakota Sioux, Iroquois, Dene, Anishinaabe, Ojibwe, and the Inuit. And yes, I am President uh, Donna of Local 1944. Good Welcome. afternoon. Happy Friday. Welcome. What an excellent acknowledgement. So happy you came to the podcast today. Thank you for joining Thank us. You. Thank you. Yeah, so the president of uh, the president of the local union uh, typically just oversees the union broadly, right? Um, and historically has always been the chief spokesperson at TELUS Bargaining, mm -hmm. for example. Um, with myself though, uh, it's a little bit more complicated than that because I came in last term as an elected vice president. Mm -hmm. And so the vice president's portfolio is the legal, uh, arbitrations and so forth like that. Um, but then our president had left office and I uh, was foisted into the presidency and we brought forward our, um, uh, you know, another member of the executive board 
uh, and he acted in the vice presidency capacity. Uh, but I was still mentoring. So I'm still um, interested in uh, and participate in arbitrations and our grievance committee and all of those things. And I do uh, bargaining and not just the TELUS bargaining, right? So I've done the bargaining uh, with uh, Shaw Abbotsford. I did the bargaining with Stratcom. Um, I'm going to be um, inserting myself in the bargaining with our move up staff. And I bargained um, the collective agreement with our staff reps mm -hmm. um, or local union reps, I should say. So, um, you know, I, I kind of wear a whole bunch of hats. Mm -hmm. A lot and, of hats. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. my days are really long. And, and, you know, what we're doing right now, the table officers and, and myself. And then so we have a board. Right. And that's all the people that get elected in the regions. So British Columbia would have a regional executive officer or two as their membership is large enough to afford that. Alberta, Ontario, Quebec, each have one. And then we have three trustees to ensure our uh, books are spot on, right? And Ross is one of our trustees. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have oversight. <laughs> yes, that's right. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> you know? uh, so, so he has oversight of, you know, sort of um, the money uh, and he and two others, Natasha out of Ontario and Jen out of Calgary, uh, you know, review all of our books um, separate and apart from the secretary treasurer, right? So there's no, uh, we want you to look here, but not look there, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it's like, here's the books. Ask me if you have any questions. That would be what Michael would say, not me. Uh, and then he walks away, right? So we're, we're not involved that way. Um, and uh, then we have the table officers above the board because they are, um, they still work full-time days unless they're pulled in to do like trustee work, right? Okay. So they still either work at Shaw or TELUS. They're the rank, what, what you sort of refer to as, I, I guess, kind of rank and file of the board, um, which means, you know, they have jobs at TELUS, Shaw or otherwise uh, that are inside our certification. And the three uh, table officers have full-time jobs. So Michael's the secretary treasurer. Michael, um, Pierre-Luc Dick is our vice president at Aramouski, Quebec and then myself and uh, what we've been doing and this is the fun part uh or the exhausting part i'm not quite sure which <laughs> a little bit is, maybe <laughs> right oh for sure no doubt we've been attending unit meetings so we'll do our full day from you know 7 30 or so in the morning and then you know it'll be seven o'clock at night you're still working we do right mm -hmm. um and then oh i gotta zoom into a unit meeting so oh, are you dropping our into leadership Sorry? Sorry, are you dropping into just um, unit meetings around just like... Around the country. Around yeah. The country. Around the country. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So she actually was very kind and graced us with her presence because I'm from Victoria. I'm from the island. So she actually came to our last meeting. Oh. Mm -hmm. Represent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. We, and we all are, right? And we have staff reps too, right? Scott Lenny uh, and uh, Jason Little. And they're uh, assigned out of the, the big union to help us, you know, go and flow with the Canadian National Office or Pittsburgh, our uh, national office, international office. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so we, we jumped in one day, I did three. So I started in Montreal because <laughs> uh, it was like four o'clock here. And so it was six there. 
And then I hopped into an Alberta meeting at like, I don't know, seven or something. And then at British Columbia, when my time was like more like eight, because it was seven there. And so, yeah, it was just like, I was like, uh, you know how you bar hop? As you yeah, <laughs> time hop, the master of time. If only That's I awesome. could have shots. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, who's saying that so, we're not doing yeah, shots so. right now, you know? <laughs> right? We have these and, generic um, mugs, but you never know. You never know. <laughs> Is this water? Yeah, yes. that was a question. <laughs> exactly. Let's talk about bargaining. Okay. So what can we do to stand together during bargaining time? Is that a well, good question? Solidarity is key, right? right? So um, ultimately at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, you could say, uh, you know, we have to have membership involvement and you know, so people have got to sign up to our text messages because we will not be bargaining in secret, mm-hmm. right? Correct. We obviously Good. can't necessarily every day all the time. You know, it's not like you're going to have a bird's eye view, but we certainly uh, won't be uh, hiding anything from anybody. But you, you know, so so we need an audience. Um, and so we need the audience to sign up to be that audience, right? Our membership. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, people have to sign up to the text messages for sure. Really need people to come out to union meetings and bring a friend or 10, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's why Pierre, Luke and myself and Michael and Jason and Scott are all coming. We're giving you information. You know, we can even talk more raw than here, right? Uh, We can get, you know, we might even, uh, you know, throw a few uh, curse words out there because we get really passionate, Heaven forbid. You should have heard Jason last night. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That shows he's passionate. We need people to come out and hear the message. And, and, uh, you know, know, I'm not going to get into too much of it today because you know the company is going to be all over this. Hi, company. (laughs) Right? And and we're going to have... you know, uh, days of action or, you know, um, uh, things we need the members to do mm-hmm. that show that they solidly support. Yeah. So like and the more people that solidly support the bargaining committee, the better deal we, we get. And ultimately what we're trying to achieve is the person who isn't doing the uh, acts of solidarity are the ones that are going to stick out as the apple polishers and want to be managers. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if you want a better deal for yourself, how do you get it? Mm-hmm. You stick together. And we see this more and more all of the time in the world, right? I don't know more, you know, Occupy Wall Street, uh, the Me Too movement, Time's Up, Black Lives Matter. These movements are not um, a person. Mm-hmm. They're an idea. And as Tommy, du- Tommy Douglas said, you can lock up a person. You can't lock up an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, even Greta, that's a movement. I mean, God love her. Um, and, and you know, she's the uh, poster child for it. And really, you know, it really shows that the, the young people got it going on. But the world's a changing. When you have what's going on in India and all the farmers strike to their own you know, potential starvation, right? People are just fed up and they're not afraid anymore. Mm -hmm. And they're sticking together. And that's what solidarity is. 
And, you know, when you see um, walls of mums and leaf blower dads, I mean, who would have ever thought? But the regular citizenry, regular folks are standing up and saying, I'm not afraid of you anymore. Mm-hmm. And if I don't take a stand and do actions of solidarity, such as whatever it might be, and I'm just going to say, it could maybe be. I was actually going to say. <laughs> their t-shirts mm-hmm. like this one right yes like <laughs> yeah. that one hello mm-hmm. and let me tell you how that t-shirt came to be if i may just uh oh, yeah. digress a little yeah. bit right so you will remember we're in the middle of a pandemic mm-hmm. hard to you'll forget. also remember that our members over at tell us specifically in, in this part of the story um got sent home computers you know, you know, five minutes or a couple of days notice, uh, you know, as as the company was scrambling um, to make sure that the community, the customers, uh, you know, were able to get service and everybody needed connectivity, right? Mm -hmm. So clerical workers got sent home, whether or not they had a table, maybe, you know, worked off a coffee coffee table or whatever. And, um, you know, craft both at TELUS and at Shaw are where we have other members and we have other members at MAP and Stratcom as well um, were um, and, and, and those uh, folks at MAP and Stratcom also been sent home but uh, we have craft over at uh, at Shaw as, as well as TELUS and so we have those brothers and sisters going into long-term care centers hazmat suit up them we have uh, you know uh, others that were just going into regular, even empty homes, but masked and, you know, there's policy and and all of that necessarily so. But they also have other burdens of their own, right? Maybe they're immune compromised or they have family members. I mean, the whole world was scared. We didn't know what it was. I mean, you remember getting a delivery from Pure Later and kicking that off. (laughs) Yeah, I remember like washing down the mail that was coming in. My wife was like, no, we got to spray this mail down, make sure it's super clean. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, or the truck, right? We come home from getting our groceries. Mm -hmm. Yes, and you go back outside. I know I was sent home with the the whites, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't know. Um, and, and rightfully so. And, and um, so, you know, we, we are heroes and, and, you know, we're up there with the doctors and nurses and the grocery store clerks. And I was just going to point to that. Thank you very much, sister. God love you. And I do too. <laughs> so yes, we did that poster. We sent it out to everybody. We said, put it up in your uh, trucks. And if you work at home, put it up here and wherever else. And um, people did right and uh then you know some uh good person in the lower mainland uh had uh put it up on a a fire door and the company comes along and rips it down it's a thank you poster Mm -hmm. and they're out there yap yap yapping about how much they appreciate their members and love them and all that what hypocrisy yeah it wasn't a political yeah it wasn't a political Mm -hmm. statement it wasn't it was just a we're all in this together thank you for your hard work yeah absolutely it wasn't even you know love your union right it's like telecom workers Mm -hmm. right including all telecom but something good did come from that we had a we had a t-shirt for one 
The t-shirt. Well, wait, no, hang on. A oh, contest. Contest. First. That's what I was going to bring up. And uh, shout out to Shalene Campbell, who was one of our contest winners. Welcome, Shalene. She... Way to go. Way to represent Abbotsford. And she took that poster, stapled it to the top of the pole, and showed exactly what we're out there doing yep. for the customers, for the community, and the work that we're doing that's important so I'm that proud other of. people yeah. can proud stay of. safe yeah. and, and absolutely proud of like right we're, we're making it like so if anybody wanted to tune in to even my christmas video from before uh so december shh, it'll be here soon enough i know <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know and and i said it there and, and i'll say it again you know um and you know i get a bit emotional but we're heroes you know people have their own burdens right daycares are closed schools are closed and they went above and beyond um you know sometimes working tremendous amounts of overtime so members in their community mm-hmm. could be uplifted mm-hmm. right and and uh serviced and um be be able to work from the comfort of their own homes too so we put ourselves in uh psychological sometime uh, difficulty with our own, you know, we're people too, just dealing with everything the same. Oh, the so stress. anyways, yeah. um, then from there, obviously that, that got, uh, the company tore down. We did the contest. We got our winners. We publicized them in our Facebook. So people should like our page, like our Twitter and, and, uh, jump on there and, and, um, uh, retweet, uh, and engage course. Um, and also our uh, 1944 at work. So we put all our pictures up in there. Mm-hmm. And the magazine is about the members. So that's also what the members could do, uh, be engaged that way uh, in our magazine. Just uh, recently, we've had the scholarships. People should apply. We usually don't have a lot of people applying. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm kind of all over, I know, because there's so <laughs> much to tell you in such a short amount of time. And how did we get and to the T-shirt? does so much. Yeah. The T-shirt. So the T-shirt uh, actually came out of, of that. So I've been going to all these unit meetings, as you know, mm-hmm. and I say, buy two. And why do I tell people to buy two? Well, buy one, like me and Ross, wear it out, cutting your grass, walking your dog, your cat or your rabbit, whatever, your pleasure, <laughs> right? True story. No Getting judgment of people's support animals or preferences, yeah. <laughs> right? And then, uh, and, uh, you know, wear your mask, go to the grocery store, wear your T-shirt, show your color, show your pride, right? Um, additionally, though, put one away. Mm-hmm. Put one away. And then when the pandemic is long in our rearview mirror and you're moving or cleaning out cupboards or whatever, you will pull it out. And you'll remember you are a hero. Mm-hmm. And this time belongs to you. Ah, well said. Wow. Here, here. Your legacy. Yeah. Your legacy. That's that's why. Yeah. As a community, as a country, keeping us standing in solidarity through a pandemic. That's the thing, right? Is keeping connected, right? Yeah. And people should be proud of that. They should be. We should all be proud of it. We did a terrific job. Absolutely. And I wish the company was as proud of us as we are of ourselves. We don't need the company. The union is what you need. That's what you need. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to... Uh, demand that they hear us and see us and uh, support us in our careers and jobs and so forth. Mm -hmm. It's just really that simple. And this time, and you know this, Ross, this time uh, when we met, you know, we surveyed the membership, 
what they said, huge numbers, huge numbers, was they want job security. Mm -hmm. They are tired of watching their jobs fall away. And meanwhile, TELUS, you know, uh, gets billions of dollars over 30, well, not billions, that would be incorrect, but, you know, 30, what was that? $36.8 million in subsidy uh, during the pandemic. And yet we watch jobs go away. I don't think the uh, the dividends stop being paid either. <laughs> so. No, no. I mean, uh, we have uh, February 21, uh, 2021 in our magazine, tell us scooping up money all the while downsizing, right? Check out the magazine. I'm not even joking, right? Like, that's and, just a fact. And where do we find you know? the magazine, Monica? USW1944.ca. You got it. That's how I believe it. Is that also where we can order these fabulous shirts? That is also correct at USW1944.ca. There's actually a little button top right that says shop. You can click yeah, that. Yeah, it goes to a different I, website. And, they, yeah, and, and, and T-shirts is not the only thing they do. They do caps, uh, hats. Yeah, I believe masks. they do masks. Well, I'm not sure <laughs> if we have any masks left now, but um, they do. There's a great hoodie on there. And, the blue uh, one. Yes, and it already sold out of my size, <laughs> so I couldn't get it back. She knows exactly which one you're talking about. It's that because yeah. you can wear you can wear it n naked underneath. Oh, well, well, if you, so if, soft. If you need to. <laughs> well, but you should sometimes. Um, enjoy the fabric. I'll give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, have a, you have a hoodie on. Yeah. Right? It's True. not like you're running around streaking. <laughs> but I mean, that right? is one yes. heck of a message for the union. No, no, you wear the hoodie, but oh, it's so soft. Yes. Seriously. Those are the and best. actually, it was a brother who told me that. He's like, oh, you should wear this naked. It's so nice. <laughs> it's so cozy. <laughs> True story. Oh, that's I good. wear all my clothes naked. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not that's not even that's not even a risky thing to say. Right. Exactly. So one of the questions I have to ask, and it's been asked of me uh, on numerous occasions, and um people ask, you say, why don't we have lawyers at the table? The company has a whole bunch of high priced lawyers. We should have a whole bunch of high priced lawyers in order to counteract that threat. So why don't we do that? And I'm curious to as to what um what you think about that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a good question. And we answer, you know, very honestly, all of the time. Uh, and I, 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 today will be no exception. We don't bring lawyers to the table, because we don't need a lawyer at the table. We have access to a lawyer. But having the, the lawyer doesn't know our collective agreement. Mm -hmm. The lawyer doesn't know our shared experience with the company. The lawyers don't know if the managers across the table are actually speaking truth, right? It, and that's why we elect a bargaining committee out of the membership. Like yourself, Ross, if all of a sudden they start beacon off on the other side, you're going to pass me a note and say, I, he's talking about my work group. That's not at all true. That's not at all how that goes. And I was at the bargaining table in 2000 to 2005. So five years I sat at one bargaining table. Ooh. And there were opportunities for me. And when Darren actually came to the table, Mr. Entwistle himself, and the information he was being fed was not correct. And uh, the chief spokesperson of our committee of the day actually turned to me because I had said in caucus, you know, I had gone on record to say, yeah, what they're telling you there isn't right. And uh, so our chief spokesperson turned to me and said, 
would you tell Mr. Entwistle what you know to be true? And so I had, and he responded with, well, first the look on his face was a bit shocking <laughs> because his team wasn't being honest with him clearly. And he kind of looked down the table one way and down the table the other because he had been, you know, kind of gotten, if you will, right? And, and not by me, but by having been not properly prepared uh, or misinformed or whatever it was. And, and he was, you know, good enough to say to me, uh, thank you. Oh, or whatever. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly right. verbatim. We'll take that away or whatever. And that's why you have people that know mm-hmm. uh, when they're trying to get one on uh, the, you know, the sort of the lead spokespeople. Um, I, I mean, I've been at the telephone company 32 years. I've been an activist for about 30, worked my way up through the ranks, as I had explained. I mean, I understand the union and, uh, and, and a lot of, you know, where all of our work is here, there, you know, and everywhere. I, at one point I was, uh, when I was CEP, I represented both craft and clerical, like in, you know, first level grievance meetings, right? So I know the book really well. And like I said, I was at the table for five years there. But there are things I'm not going to know. I don't work with Ross every day, right? So I, I can't know. You know, I don't climb up poles. I don't pull fiber. But if Ross says, no, 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 what that, you know, guy just said isn't right. So so that's that's the mechanism of what bargaining is. It's not, you know, some legal um, ramblings of, uh, you know, you know, trying to get one over on each other because you know a bigger word. Mm-hmm. It's about the truth. And nobody knows the truth better than a worker. And so yeah. workers are at the table. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. And there's something to be said about um, being at a bargaining table, bargaining for an agreement where you know, uh, like you're, you're going to be living that agreement, right? So you, these are the conditions that you're bargaining for in your future. The power doesn't come from the team itself. The power comes from the members right. standing together for the team. Yeah. So, and it being, you know, the team being made up of those members. Yeah. It makes all the sense to me. Standing in solidarity. You got it. Perfect. Yeah. No, that really is. I mean, that sounds kind of hokey, right? Like I know people feel powerless sometimes or they can, right? And not everyone, obviously, but, um, and, and maybe the sisters will know this even better than, than the brothers here today. Uh, and this is not, you know, anecdotal. There, there's good evidence here that, when women are asked to run for office or take on a promotion or um, a more complex role, we are more um, emotional about how we uh, look at something. And often we'll say, I'm not really sure I can. Whereas a brother, and credit to the brothers, they're like, yeah, I can do that. (laughs) Maybe it's a little bit overconfident or maybe what sisters need to do is know that we don't need anybody's permission we're as good as Mm -hmm. and we can get the job done too just the same right yeah and when it comes sometimes i would say to um workers that we don't realize our own power like we are all divine anyway we don't need to be something more than what we are. Mm-hmm. 
We just need to know it, right? We just have to know our power. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. And once we know our power, we're extraordinary. And there's not anything we can't do. Yeah. So. Amen to that. It's true. No, it is. You know, and and so it's, it's kind of, I think, just having people believe. So that's the job, right? We have mm-hmm. to talk to our members and have them remember. Have them ha- let them have a knowing of their worth and their value, mm-hmm. and how by them, you know, uh, standing up, uh, it will make all the difference in their own world, mm-hmm. right? So, and I'm going to tell you if I can, if you don't mind, a, a, a little story about. Um, a group of 27 scrappy, feisty uh, fellas. W- would you mind? <laughs> Go yeah. for it. Yeah, let's hear it. So um, we have, you know, almost 400 uh, Shaw uh, ab- uh, workers, Shaw workers in um, that, that are inside our, uh, we have certification for. They're fondly known as Unit 60. And uh, most of their unit is Vancouver, Surrey. They bargained together, right? Um, And though we have a small little unit of 27 and they're feisty and they're scrappy. (laughs) And uh, we went to bargain for them not very long ago. And it would have been easy for Shaw to have, you know, uh, crushed them quite frankly, right? And, locked them out or we could have struck or what have you and who knows how that would have gone right could have maybe ended up being a really long time but here's what happened right and i want to give a shout out to the committee too uh so there's jason little he's our staff rep there's myself um uh, we had keller reeves uh rob wall and james larch so that was our bargaining committee and steve mcgorder as the local union rep so shout out to them they were a fabulous committee and their uh, slogan was no fear. It was awesome. Uh, tell us, by the way, is rise up. So um, anyway, I digress a little bit because I do that. Um, we had gone into bargaining with Shaw. This small group, like I say, could have just been you know, destroyed had uh, we not had solidarity. And I will tell you, we had uh, breakfast mornings in the parking lots. We had uh, rallies in the parking lots. We had, uh, you know, all kinds of job actions that were, um, you know, didn't slow down work or anything like that. It was, you know, wear the t-shirt or the poster or, or, or whatever it was for the day, right? And the team was there 100% solidarity, wow. never skipped a beat. And so, there was no wedge the company could uh, get into. And the rest of the unit showed um, solidarity with their, you know, scrappy little, um, uh, you know, brothers over, over there in Abbotsford. And the union, myself, right? They had, oh, I was on the committee. So whatever they needed and how much they needed happened for them. And I will tell you, the um, national was there for them as well, right? Jason Little, he's a national staff rep, and we were there looking out for and taking care of. But we didn't have to look out for them very much or take care of them very much either, because they were invested 100% 
not one deviation. That's how you make gains, because they did. They made gains in money. They made gains in language, including like a new position, all kinds of things. That happens when workers have workers' backs. It's just that simple. And that's your model. It happened. Beautiful story. That's incredible. If we don't uh, speak with what voice we have now, it's just going to continue to fade away. It's not going to get better, right? It'll so. just get quieter until it holds no volume at all anymore. Exactly. So. Although, what you've just said, the 27 scrappy ones, yep. you don't need a, a lot. As long as you got that solidarity, you don't need a lot of people. So. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, that, you know, uh, TELUS is, a, you know, 80, uh, 200 strong. Um, and if we don't have, you know, a good percentage of that, the it's, it's not the voices you hear either out of a large group. The ones that don't cause you just as much anguish, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why one-on-one -on -one to everyone, we need everyone, you know. I mean, will we get everyone? I, I don't suspect so. I would be living in some sort of uh, disconnected reality if I thought so. Uh, but the, we need as many as absolutely possible to make the biggest change possible that will serve as many in the bargaining unit as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, we need equity. We need fairness. And we need it now. I'm I'm really quite excited about the fact that as a union, we are trying different forms of outreach to our members, like this podcast, like WhatsApp groups, like Slack, like the text messaging. You have all these different ways now. It's not just union boards anymore and union meetings. Those are still really important. They're still like the key building blocks to to a strong union. The but, foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. But... I'm really excited that a lot of these, you know, especially like techier people, they're going to tune into the podcast. They're going to check their messages. Yeah, That's how we're going to get more involvement. And it's great to see us evolving. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I got, I literally, I was, uh, the first time I had been to the bar since COVID, uh, it happened just the other day. And I was at Thursday and met two uh, members I used to work with. And the comment I got literally was, I don't know. I think the union's doing a really good job of communicating these days. I feel like I can get the info. And out of his mouth, not out of mine. <laughs> and I usually, you know, I usually set people up like, what do you think, you know? But he literally said that to me and I was like, oh, thank God. We're on the <laughs> right know, track. We're going in the it's right like direction. Positive yeah. feedback that. Well, I tell you, we are busting it. We are, yeah. you know, and you know that, Ross. Like, we have two engagement officers in from, you know, off, off the job. Uh, getting it done right mm -hmm. so uh, we're very serious and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you that uh, you know um, I'm I'm as um, I, I'm a worker right I mean I know I have a, a job to do uh, but I'm I'm really no different Ross is no different uh, you know I am um, just a worker you know uh, and being just a worker is just fine because that's Absolutely. all I have to be. Yeah. That's all I have to be. Uh, you know. Um, you can take a lot of pride in that comment, right? Absolutely. You know. There's nothing wrong with and, it. And uh, I know when I was on the shop floor, what I expected from my leadership. 
And that's all, you know, Michael and I and Pierre Luke and the rest of the board is trying to, to emulate. What did we want to see? Mm-hmm. And so now that we have an opportunity to leave, that's what we're implementing, Absolutely. right? And, and I say this all the time as well. Um, it's kind of my message box. So if you can imagine going to Canadian Tire and you buy a box of Christmas lights, right? You bring them home, you take them out of the box, you take them off of the, uh, I don't know. Reel. The card thing. Yeah, whatever the reel that it's on, you unwrap it, put the reel over there, and then there's the package of bulbs. So you take them off and then you lay it out and then you screw each one of the 25 bulbs into the string and then you plug it in. Oh yeah, they all light up. Okay, good. And then you take them outside, you wrap them on the tree, you get the little stand, you stick it in the ground, you plug that in and you plug the stand into the uh, extension cord and then you take it to the timer and you plug that into the house, right? That's how it works in my house anyway. I got a weird <laughs> but, uh, and then at night it comes on, right? Well, that's what we've been doing in the background. And what people are now starting to see over the last year, year and a bit, is lights are starting to come on, mm-hmm. right? And the whole string right away will just interlock and it'll be like, oh, fireworks or something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, except we hope the lights don't blow up. Right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that's great. All these steps that you guys have been laying down to get those yes. lights up, mm-hmm. right? Yes. That's been happening. And now we're yeah. starting to see they that. All- yeah contribute yeah to the to the greater good so so what kind of advice would you give people how do you get more involved somebody's been listening to this podcast they're like you know what that's inspirational stuff i want to get part of it i want to get involved what what, what's their first step uh well they could call you ross because i know your phone doesn't (laughs) ring enough Uh, yeah, I mean, phone number in the comments below. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, 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 uh, you know, I, I would hope that um, they um, know somebody in their unit, but maybe not. We, you know, are all working at home. Uh, so, USW nineteen forty four, right? Call into the union office. It'll go. You know, uh, the, the call be answered. We'll get you to um, a, you know, rep that can provide them information about who their unit chair is, uh, any of that kind of stuff, right? Um, the rep can, um, and I'm, I'm serious, you know, forward me their name or and I'll send it to you or Michelle and we'll get in touch. Like mm-hmm. uh, there's not an email I have never answered or a phone call I've never taken. And um, so that's just the truth. Like, I can and, attest and to I, that. I mean it, 100%. You know, yep. one, one by one. So if someone really is sitting there, you know, going to listen to this, I don't know how to get it exactly. If they have no idea about the union at all, but let's say that happened. Um, yeah. USW1944.ca call in the main office and say, I want to get involved. That Great. simple will make it happen. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, maybe, you know, your unit chair or what have you. Find out who um, the shop steward is. Yeah. Sure. On that, yeah. Step. on that note, yeah. actually. Um, shop steward courses. Let's talk about so those. That's that's yes. what I was good. Good segue. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So um, obviously COVID has brought a lot of negative things in the world, but it's also brought a wider availability to the shop steward course. If people want to take it, it's available online now, right? You don't have to go to a center in person. So it's a lot easier. There's no commute involved. Um, If it's on a a work day, you get paid to do it. Like, um, 
And, you know, that's something that we've gone ahead and taken the initiative to sign up for. Uh, I'm very excited actually to Ooh. do that because, so I'm I'm the, the baby at the table. I've only been with uh, the union for just over three years. Um, and really until the past year or so, there wasn't really a ton of information available, right? Um, again, there's the union boards and there's the union meetings, but actual like people that you know within your shop, I didn't really know who the shop stewards were. I didn't know where to get this information. Um, and so, you know, culture shifting in a, in a good way. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it was always there. The information was always there. It's just, you didn't know how to get it. And that was the key problem. Like that, our website is a huge archive of information. If you need anything, usw1944.ca. Sorry. Please continue. Yeah, no, it's all good. (laughs) Um, and you know, so I think again, to the, to the point of, I'm a very digital consumer. And so things like having the, uh, magazine online is great. Having, uh, again, something like this, maybe I can stick in my ear for 15 minutes and hear recent updates and get to know more about our, our, uh, president and our representatives and stuff. But I think, um, to, to go back to the shop steward point is even if, and correct, correct me if I'm wrong, even if. Um, you know, you take that course and maybe you don't feel comfortable handing, handling certain situations. At the same time, you just educated yourself. Yeah. And you can help then, even even if you don't represent people, you can still say, hey, maybe I don't feel comfortable doing that, but I can point you in the right direction now. Yeah. Mm. I, I took that course and it was great. Um, and it was especially even for that reason of just arming you with the tools to find out answers on your own if you can't find someone right away and yeah. to be the smart friend for somebody and, and show them the answer, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I second that. I just did the course. It was a great experience. And, you know, the, the fact that it was a Zoom uh, learning, I got to talk to members going through the course with me from all across Canada in different departments that normally I wouldn't be interacting with. I love that too. Mm-hmm. And it was good segue. So great to even just hear the different like, you know, trials that our brothers and sisters are going through that maybe I don't think about as a technician what some of the clerical might go through. And it's it was very informative. It was another way to come together on a broader spectrum, on a broader scale. Breaking down those barriers. Breaking yeah. down barriers to stand in solidarity. Because what's the yeah. simplest The simplest method against us is divide and conquer. Yeah. They divide us up and they conquer us individually in smaller parts. And yeah. so um, anything that bridges those divides, yeah. uh, you know, it can only lead to us winning in the, in the end. And I mean, the Puma Network is a perfect example. The Puma Network is a nationwide communications network made up of individuals across our local mm-hmm. like Ontario you have Quebec you have uh, Alberta BC all north and south from all over the, the country they mm-hmm. use a tool called slack to interact with each other um, but it is it is a brilliant way to get involved and if you are um, if you're kind of uh, stuck on the sidelines and maybe you think you want to get a little bit more involved everybody has a part to play mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and you can get involved. Uh, contact at usw1944.ca. We will put all this information on our uh, on our pages, on our links. Um, but you can click those links, and you can go, and you can join up and be a Puma activist. Mm-hmm. And that and that really is about passing messages back and forth, keeping your ears to the ground, keeping an eye at what's going on, but also letting other people know information that you've received in turn. 
<laughs> oh, do you have any thoughts on this, Donna? Yeah, so um, I do like that um, what I'd heard earlier about you don't necessarily have to become a shop steward. Although we want as many shop stewards as we possibly can get. Yes. So the idea that, uh, you know, uh, a person would, you know, might go and, and, and yes, they can, you know, maybe they're a little more shy and they're, they're, they're want to take a longer time. A mentorship uh, to becoming a steward is all well and good. Um, but when they're in the course, something might tweak them and they're like, yeah, I want to defend a brother and a sister, right? Mm-hmm. So I want people to be at least open-minded that in fact, maybe it might be for them. Now, if it's not for them, that's fine. At least they have, uh, you know, received knowledge and um, knowledge is power. Yeah. And when they know that they have a collective agreement, where to go, uh, you know, control F, all those things, uh, <laughs> that's, that's exactly good and right. Um, I will say, though, in our travels across the country at these meetings, uh, people are actually um, uh, making bets. If, if that's uh, if I could say that out loud. <laughs> On what? Uh, see, uh, who, who. So so some units come from different areas. So there might be such an area, you know, um, that uh, sits in. So I'll use unit 60 because it's not happening in unit 60 and I don't want to spill the beans and wreck the contest for the brothers <laughs> uh, and others that are doing it. But so we'll use unit 60 in Shaw. Uh, so there's Surrey, Vancouver and Abbotsford, right? And so they'll all be on a meeting. And so you have a leader in the Shaw group or in the Surrey group that says to the brother, let's say it's James Large, right? And says, hey, I'm sending five of my guys. How many are you sending? And so they're upping each other and making sure that people are going to uh, become educated. Nice. So, uh, and I will tell you, this local union commits to continue to have courses as long as there is an ask for courses. So the, if they fill up, we'll continue to run them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the more units that want to partake in seeing who can out-educate another, <laughs> well, you, you got me all excited for competition now so i'm, I'm already yes. thinking yeah the people i can get in yeah. i'm pretty sure i can convince a table officer to i might know them that there could perhaps be some prizes or something involved as well Ooh. everybody loves prizes yeah i do well, love my prizes and to yeah you know another benefit of having more people who are shop stewards is when somebody has a need to have a shop steward present or whether they have questions or whatever not everybody feels comfortable talking to the same people so it's it's better to have the options to be able to talk to people because regardless of who you are where you come from if you need to talk about something that was emotional that happened in the workplace you don't often feel comfortable telling those things to a random person right Mm -hmm. so if you have somebody who's already a friend at you know through your work and your network who you can you feel comfortable to be able to help that you trust that can help represent you all the better and that also leaves more rooms for us to to bring up grievances when they need to be brought up and not feel like oh let's brush it under the rug because Mm. i don't want to make a disturbance i don't know anybody who will speak on my behalf like having the option to have somebody you know represent you opens so many doors 
Or well, even... and sometimes people don't even know there's a violation in yes. collective agreement. Yes. yes. Right? They don't even know. Yes. It's like a manager, and, and I'm not saying this uh, against a manager either, because, uh, you know, managers are new <laughs> yep. or acting, mm-hmm. and they just think, you know, they're getting some direction, they're misinterpreting it or whatever. And so they're just doing what they think is within their purview to do. Right. And it's not. And you wouldn't know um, if um, unless you know. Exactly. And so when that happens, even if you've not taken the course yourself, but you're talking to a friend and say, look what happens to me. I'm, they're making me work on Saturday and I'm not, I've, I've worked five days this week. Can they do that? Um, and you're like, uh, are they paying you overtime at least or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, those those kinds of things and uh, you wouldn't know. It'd be like, oh, well, she said she wasn't. Well, that's a grievance or whatever, for example, you right? You don't know yeah. what uh, you don't know. Right, Amen. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people are, it's personal, right? Uh, people go through things. I mean, we don't, you know, I don't think we have to be shy when we say there's different things that are happening in our society from domestic violence to opioid addiction to poverty. Uh, some people are living in their cars or, you know, we have communities of tents. Mm-hmm. How do you know that's not one of the sisters or brothers? And that's why there's uh, a situation, you know, they're distracted by or, you know, um, a, a female um, member is having female issues. They don't want to necessarily talk to, no matter how awesome a brother might be, mm-hmm. it's a little bit hard to relate. Or similarly, a brother may not want to talk about a shy kidney issue with a sister, right? So it's important that we have a diverse uh, set of people mm-hmm. inside our own ranks looking after each other. And, and ultimately, it's us looking after us. That's exactly. what it is. Exactly. Yeah. It's another way to stand together, basically. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. And that just... should be a hashtag. Another way to <laughs> stand, stand together. together. Yeah. Well, I nailed it. Hashtag nailed it. There you hashtag hashtag nailed, nailed it. it. Nailed it. <laughs> speaking earlier that you know maybe communication previously wasn't what it ought to have been and uh you know um respectfully uh, i'm gonna say that over time we've always gotten better Mm -hmm. and that's just because we have the ability but you know that's also on society uh broadly um you know when i first got involved in the twu which was before the usw local 1944 uh, I was in BC, right, for that whole five years of bargaining. And I'd go over to what is, you know, is the King's Hotel. I don't know what it's called now. Um, and, you know, Unit 5, Unit 7, Unit 1 would all be meeting. And it would be packed and there would be upwards 100, maybe 200 people. And we didn't have the technology we had. Mm-hmm. But they showed up, right? Yeah. And all we had was a transmitter magazine and you know, God rest his soul, Peter Massey's voice on Fridays, you know, and he always ended with have a nice day. Right. And um, then, you know, we had the next round of bargaining and, you know, I'm sure there were some uh, better campaigns that just the future pulls you along. Right. It just happens. And then last time I'm going to give the bargaining committee proper credit, frankly, 
you know, they had the expect more campaign. They started with the text messaging and all that is really happening now is indeed uh, we have more ability to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that's, that's what is happening. Um, you know, we have a real vested interest because we really have to make uh, a, a difference now, right? Uh, but there was a time where we were um, not able to put on shop steward courses the way that we would have liked to have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and every leader that has ever led always wants to do the very best that they can. And they do. They give all that they've got to give, right? Um, and circumstances just are as they are, right? But there's not an activist in our history that doesn't have unionism in every cell of their body, right? So, you know, we should disabuse ourselves of anything different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, circumstances are what they are. The pot of money is what it is. And you can only do what you can do. And we were heavily uh, using legal and that took up, you know, upwards well over a million dollars some years, right? Because we had to defend our members. Mm -hmm. And so we weren't able to do other things. Um, And so what the members did though, the activists like Robert J um, would be build a course in, you know, on the kitchen table or the home office or in the basement. We did it in 207. That was my home local then unit now. Uh, And many people did. And, you know, we would mentor and take along somebody in an IM or, a grievance uh, committee meeting or um, a grievance um, step one or two, right? So um, Robert, being an awesome, solid trade unionist, he started just doing a course that he would give his friends that wanted to become shop stewards, knowing there wasn't an official course, you know, Saturday afternoon beer and pizza, right? And uh, so he had brought it to um, us, the table officers, uh, because Ross actually... Ross came to me and said, <laughs> could we do something just off the side of the table? Uh, because I know we don't have anything official and COVID had just happened and, you know, everybody is scrambling because pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, yeah, sure, let's try and put something together. And so, uh, you know, in conversation with Robert, he's got like, oh, I got these scritchy notes, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we had a look, him and Jen put it together. We gave him some union time off put it together more fulsomely and then we partnered him with uh adrian our uh educational uh, and equity leader in uh the cno and they built and polished and uh, made something glorious truly all 1944 material and uh, that's how it came to be so a collaborative effort but i am going to tell you now it was grassroots uh born yeah. out of uh, a need from again um, you know, uh, a worker on the shop floor. That's so grassroots. That's how it un- yeah, grassroots unionism, right there, yeah. right. right. And there. that's a perfect that's example. Cool story. Yep. That is a beautiful thing. Just, just so everybody <laughs> knows, the CNO. Uh, could you uh, tell us what that stands for? Oh yeah, sure. Sorry, the Canadian National Office. So that's the USW's Canadian uh, office. Yeah. Right. So we Out have a local. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh that's man. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that uh, the that whole course. I don't think it's a question on people should ask themselves if they should take it. It's when they should take it, and the answer yeah. is ASAP. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, Agreed. that's that's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. I know people are really looking for uh, a second course, which I promise you, 
I will deliver, mm -hmm. but I need people taking the first course to go out and be shop stewards first. I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of like, I want to be a surgeon, but if you haven't done the doctor work, right, you have yeah. to do, yeah. you have to do the preliminary. So you get a sense of what it is you're now learning, right? So over the next year or so, I need uh, shop stewards to, you know, be doing the IMs, taking grievances forward. And I'm just going to put this out there. Obviously, we're, you know, starting to come out of restrictions. More and more of us are double vaccinated. And so we're opening up, right? We're talking about different conferences. And as Ross said, uh, CLC happened virtually. It was fabulous. Would have been better, though, if we'd had 4,000 people in the same room safely, obviously. Uh, but that's coming, right? That's on our horizon where we're all going to be able to dispense with the uh, masks uh, and, you know, have food and, and beer uh, once again together or other beverages as, you know, people choose. But um, I want people to know how we pick people to go do things. So when you're a leader inside the organization, naturally, people... Um, come to you for questions, advice, and that sort of thing. So it's important you get the information first. So we would look to leaders, and I don't just mean our board, but our board obviously are leaders in their units and regions. So we would you know, look to supporting and sending our board to do things so that they can bring back to the workplace what those things are and the impacts and so forth. But we would also look to people, you know, when we're sending them to conferences or summer schools or any of those things, winter school, when it comes, is going to be um, your level of engagement inside the union, right? Because we want to take people who are interested and grow them. Mm -hmm. We don't want to just take you for granted. So if you're taking shop steward courses and you're going out doing grievance meetings, you're coming out to your unit meetings, you know, when you all of a sudden you want to even do more and you want to be on a committee, you send in your application to me and I'm going to be like, well, who is this person? And I see how they're growing. I'm going to want to water you. Right. Yeah. Heck yeah. Right? You're a mind reader. I was just thinking of like a seed metaphor, you know, the union, yeah. it's fertile ground. You're your own seed. And if you start <laughs> Growing will water you, baby. Yes. <laughs> just, just make sure it's rain, though, eh? Yes. You know, and there's lots of opportunities. Yes, one person can't get them all or whatever. And yeah. I don't quite frankly think anybody would want to. Uh, but, you know, we want to spread stuff out. Of course we do. We want to water as many seeds and flowers as we can. But I'm going to, to be honest, if I may, I'm going to choose somebody who's showing an interest over the just getting an application of a name I've never heard of because there's, you know, an opportunity to, to go somewhere and, you know, it says, well, I would like to go to Montreal because it's been a year since I've been there. I'm, I'm you know, with respect, I'm not choosing that person, mm -hmm. right? So, um, you know, I, I want people to know that there's all kinds of opportunities to grow whatever particular talent that they uh, have now or may have in the future. I mean, that's where all of our facilitators come from. They're all from the units, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like really proud of that. Podcasting. Like podcasting. Yeah, yeah. podcasting is sure. a talent. <laughs> Being able to have somewhat entertaining conversation, but about something impactful. Right. 
Yeah. yeah and people who, you know, step up and they have ideas like, yeah. you know, Tyler and Ross brought us this, you yeah, know, it's been great. and said, hey, how about this? And, you know, give a very professional business plan about it all. And uh, so we are futuristic and we want to be engaging and empowering, mm-hmm. you know, and we want people to coalesce around it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, we just want to bring in everybody, everybody. As many platforms, as many as sure. as we can it's great like it's not just you know the home phone anymore that you get a message on you have emails and facebook and instagram and this and that and work emails and work phone and cell phone and mm-hmm. there's just so many distractions and platforms to choose from and it's like we have to keep evolving and be out there on all of them because then you know it's going to catch your eye somewhere right the next clips talk about sensitive and important information viewer discretion is advised if you are in need of support please reach out anytime or visit the website or call the phone number below it's emotional right um i i believe uh, obviously obviously i stand with all oppressed people it's just in my very nature i mean we have to um, there is such a divide, but uh, of of inequality, and, and and it's it's gotten grotesque. And I think you know, like if I were to flip my Zoom, you'll see Bernie Sanders, right? And I think why he took off so even so much in the United States is because there is such a divide uh, between those people who are scared of their power and their privilege, and uh, those that have had. Uh, the living daylights kicked out of them forever. And the problems are systemic. And it is criminal that uh, people live in moldy houses and don't have uh, fresh drinking water. I couldn't imagine it. So it's not my place to say. It's only my place to help wherever needed as asked and directed. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Indigenous peoples have a way of knowing uh, that I don't and that we must uh, heed their direction. Um, Equity-seeking groups need a place at the table. Our world only heals when we provide that. Um, I believe there is no turning back now. There is a momentum building. uh, And I I mean, I mentioned it earlier with all the, the movements. But there is a real shift happening. And while people will say, oh my God, goodness, all this stuff is just uh, happening. No, 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 no. What is happening is humanity is strong enough now, except for the crazy ones that are disconnected and live in, you know, cognitive dissonance. But um, we're strong enough now that we can can also um, come into a way of knowing. And so the veil is being pulled back. Mm -hmm. And this is why we're able to see all of these tragedies and why they're being felt so deeply because um, we're in the uh, phase of emotion, if you will. Um, And so um, it's not that things are new and they're worse than they've ever been. No, no, we're coming to see things as they are and as true. And when you have, and I'm just going to pivot in no disrespect to 
uh, all of what we're seeing in the world, um, when we see the divide of, you know, the a percentage of the top 1%, they're not just, you know, uh, rich and we're middle class anymore. They're uber grotesquely wealthy, never be able to spend that kind of money. And then you have people who are living in tents and without healthcare, without shoes. And we just continue to let the problem fester and grow and burn and explode. And one of the ways we combat it is in solidarity, you know, sticking up, you know, when you see the, the knee of uh, an officer on the neck of a man, it's like, are you kidding? But that's not new. We just finally caught it. We were in the middle of a pandemic and people watched. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not new. It's finally it just been getting new for a long time. It's just getting right? the visibility. And, and I mean, we had our residential school problem here. We've had uh, the Japanese internment. Canada is a colonial country. And we might think we're all pretty and stuff. And we ain't so bad. But we have a lot of wounds. And we have a lot to make up for. And how we do it is we, we own it. And that's what truth and reconciliation is. It's owning it. Mm-hmm. It's saying, yes, this happened. Like Germany did with the uh, Holocaust. They owned it. Yeah. You can't get past it unless you speak truth to power. Acknowledge, bear witness. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you have to own it. You have to um, speak truth to power. And and we have to um, ask, how can we help? And then actually follow through on actions. Yeah. Um, and, and things are symbolically important, like land acknowledgement. Uh, you know, for people that live uh, on, on a, you know, uh, in a non-binary way, uh, us acknowledging our pronouns may, means that we see people and, and we have to see people. And then when we see people, we hear people, we can address um, the issues that they see, say need addressing. So, um, you know, it's, it's all about solidarity uh, with each other. Yeah. You know, we, we, um, yeah, we have to change our world, and I believe it's coming. Yeah, and uh, I want to be part of the change. I really do. Yeah, that's inspirational. Mm-hmm. Love it, Donna. Love you, Donna. Yeah, I love you too, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> um, we again, we had had a, a similar conversation earlier, um, and we were going to involve uh, the link to the Truth and Recon- Reconciliation Commission of Canada if people wanted more information and education, um, as well as there has been a national um, in residential school crisis line set up that we were going to put the phone number for that. So we thought that that might also be helpful and impactful for some of our members that are, you know, continually and, and generationally reliving this trauma as it's now being brought to the light. That's the other piece of it, right, is yeah. it's not just something that's happened in the past. It's something that people are reliving right now as it's as it's happening, right? So... Oh, yeah, that's a trigger. Even if we don't understand what you're going through, we stand with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and we can't know. Like, I can't know. Yeah. Um, But what I do know, and, and uh, I see it uh, even around, like, I'm a big supporter of Black Lives Matter and all of that. And as what I can do for people is use this white privilege I have to speak out for when they can't. I have to. 
That's why I was gifted this body. It, it, it's my obligation. I must. I just must. And so, uh, you know, anybody who looks like me, that's what we must do. And uh, that's how we also make amends for our father's mistakes is by it stops here. It stops in this generation. So. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Donna. We appreciate you spending your life towards elevating people's voices who haven't had a chance to be heard yet. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers, to, you, Cheers to you, Donna. Thank, thank you. you. Cheers to you. Thanks. Wasn't it great having Donna here today? Absolutely. She's so well-spoken. Inspirational. Mm-hmm. Inspirational. It's great to get to know the real her yeah, as well. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And we also wanted to uh, thank her for bringing to our attention um, that she noted which unceded lands that she was recording from today. And so we also wanted to acknowledge that we are currently podcasting in BC on the land of the Matsqui, Kwantlen, and Katsi and Semiamu peoples. And we just wanted to say we are appreciative of being here and that not just in light of in recent events, but hopefully forever going forward, we stand with you in solidarity. Solidarity in all things. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Please make sure to like, share, subscribe, follow all of our social media accounts. And uh, until next time, leave some comments, let us know your thoughts and ideas, and thanks for tuning in. Remain strong as steel. Strong as steel. See you guys. Clink. That's a lot of gigabytes.